We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is episode number 1,112 with Tim Grover. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. J.W. Lynn once said, you are so much stronger than you realize. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not not even you. And Tim Fargo said, who you are tomorrow begins with what you do today. My guest today is Tim Grover, best known for his training with Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, and thousands of athletes and business professionals. He's the CEO and founder of Attack Athletics, Inc., and author of the international bestseller, Relentless, From Good to Great to Unstoppable. And his new book will inspire you. It's called Winning, the Unforgiving Race to Greatness. He appears around the world as a keynote speaker and consults to business leaders, athletes, and the highest achievers in every field. This is part two of our interview, so make sure to check out part one, where we talked about the three greatest lessons Tim learned from Michael Jordan, the reason Kobe Bryant was Tim's most demanding client, how to create balance in your life the right way, and so much more. It's the previous episode right before this one, but in this episode, we discuss what happens when you acknowledge yourself doubts out loud. The three biggest lessons Tim learned from Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade, how to change your life by adopting a winning mindset, why you need to rethink your idea of selfishness, the importance of managing your focus instead of your time, and so much more. Again, make sure to share this with someone that you think would be inspired by this message as well that would help uplift them and continue to support them in their dreams and goals. And subscribe to the School of Greatness on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if this is your first time here, or if you haven't yet subscribed, click that subscribe button right now. And in just a moment, I'm going to bring you the one and only Tim Grover. Kobe loved Team Hamble. We talked about it before our interview. Yes. Because I mentioned to him, my, my time with him was, uh, you know, something I'll always remember. And I only had a, an hour and a half with the guy. You spent years with him. But before we did the interview, I was just like, hey, I really, I really want to acknowledge you. This wasn't on film, but I was like, I want to acknowledge you for all the Olympians that I know, friends of mine. They all say how amazing you were during the Olympics, how you'd show up and take photos with everyone. everyone. You, were, you were so generous and kind, and you would show up at the events and watch people and support all these so athletes. So many other events. So many. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. USA Basketball, they don't stay. At the, the village. The village. We were like way, yeah. way out. And he would like say, hey, listen, I want to go see someone. We literally yeah. had the schedule. This is what we're going to go see. This is what we want to do. And he and he was at every yeah. single one of those events. Yeah. Every single one of those events. It's crazy. And I mentioned I played with the USA handball team. And he goes, no way. He goes, I played handball growing up in Italy. I love team handball. And so we were able to connect on that level. But uh, he was... He was it's amazing to see what he's been able to create from that. And you spent so much time with him. What was what was that like when he was he was doubting himself? What was that like when you would see him doubt himself? He would maybe never talk about it, but how did he overcome the doubt? 
Well, one thing that you have to do when you have the doubt is you got to talk about it. You got to admit really? it. You got to admit it's there. Speak it. Speak it. You got. Huh. You got. You got to admit. You got to admit it's there, and you have to you either got to speak it to yourself or speak it to an individual that's not going to judge you for it. That isn't huh. going to think you're weak. That isn't going to think that hey, what? Is, why is this person? Why is this per, Why is this person doubting? So here's a story. Championship number one, two, three. Championship number four. So we had just lost. I would say we, but you know, <laughs> they had just lost yeah. to the Boston Celtics in Game Six. What is this? Two thousand eight or something? Two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. One of the one of those years. So after the game, he sits down and he has, you know, he has dinner with the coaches so they can go over the thing and they talk about his different. Uh, uh, then, he, then afterwards, he'll socialize a little bit with his teammates to go over the game plan. And then after everything is done, he'll send me. He would send me a text, and I, I'd sit down. And he was sitting there with me. And this is a great after st- they lost. This is after they lost the this playoffs. Is, they, they didn't lose the playoffs. They okay. lost the game. They lost gotcha. game six, game. and they were going into they were going into they were going into game seven. Got it. All right. And they had a chance to if they would have won game six, they would have oh. won the championship. It was it would have been over. So he's sitting there and. He's, he looks at me and he, we start talking. He goes, "Man, I threw everything at him but the kitchen sink." And I just looked at him. I said, "Why are you holding on to the sink?" Right. I said, "Why are you holding on to the sink?" I said, "Are you doubting? Did you doubt yourself for the moment?" I said, well, "Did you save that sink for Game Seven? I said, "If you were thrown mm. the game in Game Six, what are you saving it for?" And then we literally had a discussion about that moment of doubt, that mo- which was very rare to him. What was rare, but it was a the Lakers-Celtic rivalry. Wow, you know, it was going to it was his first chance to win a championship without Shaq. So you know, you hear all this stuff, and no matter how many times you've won over and over again. All right, winning has no loyalty. It doesn't mm. recognize. It recognizes you briefly, and then it turns its head and starts looking for the other individual. So, and remember, this was. It was seven years now where he had won his la- the last championship. Really? Yes, between championship oh, three, between four. championship three, it was seven years. That's a big drought for Kobe. Right, and now. How many people in that time would really start doubting? Are you ever going to get there? Are you going to ever get there? Does he again? have it anymore? Can he do it? Do they have the tools? Yes, and you, every athlete tells you this. Oh, I don't pay attention to the media. Oh, they read everything. <laughs> they read everything. They watch every interview, and they hold on to that. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> every single. So you know, you, after all those years, and you know. Do you start to, mm. you start, you're human. Yeah. You start to think, man, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm getting older, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So now, let, hey, listen, everything that everybody else has been saying, everything that you've been holding inside, let's talk about this now. So what did he say after the, the sink part? He just gave me that mamba glare, first of all. You know, that mamba look. Because mm-hmm. he knew I touched. <laughs> you hit a button. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 t- I touched a button that very few were afraid to. <laughs> That didn't want that didn't want to, that didn't want to touch, and he didn't get, he didn't make any excuses. He he, he, did, he didn't make any excuses, and, and I just said, "Look how close we are." Mm. 
I said, look how, cool, look how close we are. I said, we're one victory away. Wow. After seven years. Oh, man. I said, after seven years. I said, did you ever doubt that you'd get here again? He said, absolutely not. I said, well, we're here. Let's not doubt that you're going to finish the job. Let's finish, finish. I said, I can't finish a job for you. I cannot finish a job for you. I said, nobody that you met with at this table can finish a job for you. I said, if you doubting that you can't finish the job, then I'll go home tonight. Ooh. Mm. I'll go home tonight. And Michael was a complete opposite. Michael would, in that aspect, it was just like, we would, so back then the series were a little bit different. They, they changed the format. It was two, three, Two. All right, so you pay two games at home, three games on the road, and then two because they wanted to minimize, minimize, minimize the travel. So Michael would tell you would be going into game six. If you won game six on the road, you, you were done. You won, the, you won the championship. So Michael would literally tell all the team and the staff, pack one suit. Yeah, it's crazy. Pack for one day. He goes, don't pack for two. Pack for one. That's crazy. Yeah. He talked about it in the last dance, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Six championships never needed a game seven. Really? They never needed a game seven. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Or so, we or got no clothes. You yeah, know? Yeah, otherwise, every, <laughs> we're naked. We're going to say, everybody's going to say, what the hell are these people? What the hell are these people doing? Yeah. And then you humiliate yourself because you didn't go all out. Yeah. Exactly. And for a moment, we, listen. How many times in our lives have you really gone all in on something? Very few. And then when you do go, look at the results. Pretty look undeniable, at, yeah. Yeah, look at the results. So what do, you, do you think when we have these moments of doubt, we sh- you're saying we should speak about it? And that day, Kobe was speaking about it with you. Speak it to somebody who's not going to judge you, who yeah. understands, who's not just going to give you the answer, it's okay, everything's going to be fine. You, there's another day, there's another game. What does that do for us by speaking the self-doubt? Acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? Well, when you, acknowledge, when, you acknowledge, when you acknowledge it, it's just like anybody, what do they say, what's the first thing? Doubt can become an addiction. Mm-hmm. Just like anything, just like anything else. All right, and what's just like f- winning? Yes. So, what do people say the first thing when you become an addict? You got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You got to admit it. S- speak the poison out of your body. Yes. You know, like get it out. Talk about it. It becomes less scary. It doesn't have as much power over you yes. if get, it's inside. Get it. Get it. Get it out. What, mm-hmm. what do you? Because what I might think you're doubting may be completely different than something that you're doubting. Why? I may see something and you're like, no, that that that's 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 not it. Well, okay, let's 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 talk about it. let's talk about this a little more. Explain mm-hmm. to me, explain to me what, what what's going on here. What what created that doubt? What what created that doubt? And we know after seven years, those it had finally gotten to the point where it was just like, and no one talked to him because he, you know. Kobe wasn't going to talk to anybody about it. He never, he's never mm-hmm. going to talk to the media about it. No. He has to talk to some individual that's like, hey, okay, listen, I understand. I'm as, cr- I'm not, I'm as obsessed and as crazy as you are because that's why you hired me. Right. All right. That's why you hired me. I understand the winning mentality. I understand 
what what's going what's going on and what's going on and on the hair. I understand the skeletons. I understand the demons. I, I get I get I get those things. Mine aren't the same as yours, mm-hmm. but I have them. We all have them, and very few can admit them. So when you start admitting doubt, and you start to be able to talk about it, you take something that you've tried to bury in your closet that needs to be addressed, but you're trying to hide it. You're trying to bury it. You're trying to put it away. And winning requires you to show up with all of you. It wants to show up the good, the bad, the fearful, the doubt, the anxiety, the ups, the downs. It needs to see all of you. Mm. Otherwise, it's never going to acknowledge you. It's not going to acknowledge you. And you can't win with just one thing. You have to win with all of you. All of it. All of it. Wow. What was the uh, greatest, three greatest lessons that Kobe taught you? We heard uh, competing accountability and winning at all levels for Michael. What about Kobe, the three, three big lessons he taught you? Obsession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely high threshold for physical and mental mm-hmm. pain. Discomfort. Mm-hmm. And also, winning, they all had that in common. Mm-hmm. The winning mindset, the winning the mentality. Winning mi- yes, the, what he called it, the mama mentality. Mm-hmm. What, are, what, is it, what is the mindset of winning? They both had that. Obviously, they both had a lot of things. But what is the mindset of winning when someone adopts that mentality? What does that do for them? As opposed to the mindset of, well, whatever, so, whatever result I get is fine or... It's okay if I have this, and I'm okay with that. And so I look at it. I look at it three ways. So you have individuals that compete. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people that compete. Yeah. You know, every we all know how to compete. Everybody knows how to how to compete. You don't forget how to compete. We just de- decide not to anymore. Mm-hmm. But so a lot of people compete just to finish. They compete just to finish. Just to compete, just for the act of doing it. Just the act of now. I always say, if you finishing that, whatever you're competing in, uh, allows you to win at something else, allows you to say, hey, listen, I just broke through a barrier. Yeah, or if that's a win, like for me, I'm going to be running in a marathon later this year, and I am not a distance runner. I'm doing it to overcome the challenge of of long distance running. That's your win. But I'm not going to win the marathon i'm not trying to right all right your goal but your win is to finish absolutely all right but so a lot of people's win there is it's not to finish it's just uh, i'm just going to finish with finish without a purpose Mm -hmm. then there's individuals that win but they only win one time yeah the hardest thing is doing it over and over it's it's easy it's not easy to win right but it's easy to it's 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 easy to win and then never win again. I mean, it's so hard to do it over and over consistently. And then there's people that win at winning. They win at winning. Yes. That is an art and a science probably combined. Yes, because here's how it goes. You can't come back the same. If Once you, you win, you can't come you back? You can, cannot come back the same. You have to come back different. You have to come back better. This is why I always says, listen, Winning requires you to be different, and different scares people. Absolutely. It scares people. So after each championship, every single athlete, high-performance athlete that I've worked with, even in business, would come up to me and say, 
what's next? Because I need to feel this again. Mm-hmm. I need to feel this again. The obsession. Again. Yes, I need to feel this again. So they know they have to come back. Something about them has to be better. They have to change, continue to evolve and change. How many teams do you know in professional sports that they bring the exact same team back? I mean, exact same team that win again. They don't. There's always a little change. Yeah. There's always a little tweak here. There's a change over here. There's something, there's something that goes on over here. And every athlete who's won multiple titles over and over again, or even in different business people, you look at, you just had Tony here. Look, he's won for, for decades. decades. For decades he's been doing this. Yes. He's if always you, reinventing, always finding new coaches, always mastering some skill, learning, evolving. It's just like, you just have to just watch what these individuals yeah. do. Just watch. He's not still using the same format he used 20 years. Like you yeah. said, new coaches, new content, new, new things, technology. new technology, new, new everything. And it's available to us. But people are like, oh, we did it once and we can do it the exact same way again. You can't. You can't. You have, there's people that win at winning. And this is how, this is extremely important on how, on how they do this. You said, well, how do you, you know how you make sure you just don't go through this? We're all taught to manage time. Mm-hmm. Everyone tells you how to manage time. You know, make a list. This is what you do, and here, here it is. This is uh, you know, have a little timer when it goes on, and, and all this other stuff. And one of the things that I've teach all my clients from a business standpoint. From an athletic standpoint, I was like, listen, don't manage time. Manage focus. Ooh. What does that look manage like? Manage focus. So what happens is when you try to when you try to manage time, the clock is always against you. You're trying to finish off something and time goes by so quickly. When you're in that moment, when you're so focused, when you're so focused, you don't know if you've been at it for an hour. 30 minutes mm-hmm. or you've been at it for an hour. Yeah, or, or weeks. Or weeks. You just <laughs> go. You just go. Time creates distractions. Mm-hmm. Literally, time, if you're like managing time, you get all these distractions that are going there. What does focus do? It blocks them out. Right. So don't worry about managing time. Manage your focus. Be in that moment when you're in that moment, and then you'll get so much more done during that time. Mm-hmm. All right? You know, time tells you to stop. All right? Focus tells you, keep going. Mm-hmm. When you focus, what do you do? You just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. That's why I love creating scenarios and environments without the use of my phone. It's like if you're going to a workout, leave your phone somewhere else where you need to focus. That's why I love having a trainer. I'm doing boxing right now with a great trainer um, here in L.A. And when I'm with him for those two hours a week, it's like, Time is gone because I'm just in the moment. I can't think about anything else in my life. I'm not on my phone because I got boxing gloves on. I'm like, there's pain, there's stress. It's like you've got to use every part of your mind and your body for that hour. Yes. And time goes away because I'm just focused. And then you get individuals that go to a gym. And they're on their phone the whole time in between Right. Or or here's the thing. They want to, they're getting on a bicycle or they're getting on a step machine, whatever they get on. They spend more time playing with the music. All right, what music do I got to find? Right. The right genre and so forth. So what do you do? You're just like, oh, I got to do this for 20 minutes. I got to do this for 20 minutes. Or I got to do this for 40 minutes. You're not focused. Mm-hmm. 
you're, you're in your mind, you're literally managing time. You're thinking how long this is going to go, go in. And you go in and you get that, uh, you get that hour, 50 or hour, 50 minutes, whatever it is. And it goes by yeah. like this. Exactly. Because you are so focused during that time. If you're not focused, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to, you're going to yeah, and not, not get, get the, the result. And, and not get the result. Exactly. And that's what people do. People settle for average. When all you're doing out there is managing time, you're just putting average stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And it goes, all the stuff in the chapters that come in, I have everything listed number one, because they all tie in, they all tie in together. You know, managing, fo- managing focus at a time ties into balance. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Right. It ties into balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is about the unforgiving race. It, this is, everybody comes in and they see the work that you're putting out now. Mm-hmm. They don't see eight years, a thousand plus episodes. And that's, they, yeah. that was your unforgiving race. And a mm-hmm. lot of a part of it was unforgiving. You didn't come out the same. You came out different. Mm-hmm. And when you came out different, that difference scared a lot of people. And I'm sure during that journey, the people that were really close to you, 
are no longer. Yeah, they got to accept you. They got to learn to accept you. Yes. Um, otherwise, they're not going to understand you, and you're you're not going to have the time that you once had with those people, and that's okay too. That's okay. You, know, but you don't need to kick them out of your life necessarily, but oh. you just may not be spending as much time with them if they're Boy. not understanding your mission, your intention, your focus, uh, your own race. And now you get called selfish. Yeah. And you get called selfish. You get called selfish. It's winning requires you to be selfish. You need to be. All right. What's wrong with taking care of self? Mm-hmm. I've never understood that. All right. What's, t- what's wrong? All right. So... You ask an individual to, hey, I meditate, not, not me, but I'm just saying an individual says, I meditate from 3 to 3.30. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know, that's really healthy for you, that's, that, that's so forth. You're in a business a- atmosphere or somewhere, you say, hey, listen, no calls, leave me alone, I don't want to talk to anybody for the next 30 minutes. You're selfish. Right. <laughs> we love to give these words for all right me time what's the difference between selfish and me time mm-hmm. you know what, what's what's the what's the difference there is no there is no difference but when you're taking something away from another individual that they want your time they want your energy they want your focus now all of a sudden you're selfish when you say no mm-hmm. all right you work out every day. I work out every day. Is that selfish? No. To take care of ourselves? All right. Meditation, self-improvement, reading, all those things. You do those things alone, listening to podcasts, whatever. That's time to self. Mm-hmm. Why aren't people, why don't people consider those selfish? Right. Did you know that probiotics are a serious science? That kombucha, kimchi, and those other fermented foods you're consuming, though nutritious and delicious, don't technically qualify as a probiotic according to science. Words like gut health and microbiome have gone mainstream now, but like many big wellness trends, there's a lot of misinformation out there, making it difficult for consumers to discern slick advertising from actual probiotic. I've recently started paying more attention to maintaining a happy, healthy gut. It's something that a lot of us didn't grow up prioritizing, but now there's so much research that has uncovered just how important your gut health is. Because of this, I was excited to try out Seeds Daily Symbiotic and start giving my gut the attention it deserves. Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic combines 24 clinically and scientifically studied probiotic strains not found in yogurt, most supplements, or fermented foods and beverages, with non-fermenting prebiotic compounds concentrated from Indian pomegranate. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com greatness and use code greatness to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com greatness and use code greatness. How did you create time for yourself when you were training these top athletes, you know, 
Michael Jordan, Kobe, and Dwayne are the you know three probably most successful. I'm assuming that you've you've trained the biggest well, champions. Yes, well I've had you know you've I've been fortunate them, enough. You know, Akeem Olajuwon's also a client of mine. If you're a basketball, Charles Barkley's been a client of mine. Tracy McGrady's been a client of mine. I've had you Charles, know. Charles needs you back as a trainer. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Charles, the one thing about Charles is in one of my introduction videos, uh, he always just says, "I've lost 30 pounds," and he repeats it over and over again because he's. Lost those same thirty pounds yeah, over, and, and, yes, over and over again. That's but um, you just—how did you find me time when the greatest athletes are so demanding of your time? How were you able to do that? You know, while training them. Well, you may have to cut down your me time. Mm. All right, but you know, there were certain times that I didn't have to travel. Like if it when it, like <clears throat> if it was a. Uh, if they were traveling only for a, or for a night and coming back, I didn't take those. I didn't take those yeah. trips, so that allowed me to do what I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. you know, there would be times when when I never worked for the organization. I always mm-hmm. worked directly for the player. Did you travel with the team? I did not travel with so the team. They paid you to separate to go travel on your own. The individuals, the, the, the client. Yeah. You. So this, you know, so people wow. always talk about they get so surprised when an athlete invests seven figures no, I was like they need to they need to and people like man that's I, I hear this but oh, that that's so selfish of them they should it's be how they win I you know I was uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know Novak Djokovic yes but, but Kobe, I don't know him but Kobe was close friends with their buddies exactly, yes I talked about it with Kobe that I know when he goes that's my guy I love Novak I went to go watch Novak right before the pandemic um here at Indian Wells, and I went to go watch a, a match. And afterwards, we hung out with him. He had a traveling gym, a pod. Mm-hmm. It was like an RV, a couple RVs that had, it was the, the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It had like float tank and sauna and ice bath and meditation mm-hmm. pot, all these things in there, trainers with him. And it was like, this is how I stay successful. I don't do it by just going to bed at night. I got to stretch at night. Yes. I got to do all the things to wind down, prepare myself for the next match tomorrow. And this is why, by investing, I won't say how much he invested in that, but it was like, he's putting a lot of money on his health, on his mindset, on his trainers, and it's wife number one. And like you said, not only is he successful, like you say, he's won, he's winning over and over and over again. Over and again. Over again, and that's what it takes. To, and and people could be like, "Oh, that's that's selfish." No, it's not selfish. It's selfish not to. Mm-hmm. All right. So I always look at at, at it this way. Because right. if you're not obsessed, what are you? Right. If you're not going to be obsessed about it, what are you doing? Yeah. So he, 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 here's the thing. All right. People would call. I look at what you do. It would be selfish of you not to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, not to serve the world at the highest level, not to be able to get this information and help people and be selfish. Exactly. So if you don't take care of self, mm-hmm. if I'm not prepared and ready to go to these interviews, we're not going to get the best information. We're not going to help people. That's how I look. So when I mm-hmm. see a person who's like not at the top of their game, or you know, a CEO or a business person that's not functioning well, first thing, first thing, like, all right. Maybe you need to be a little bit more self because I. Not only do I need you, there's so many other people that are relying on you to mm-hmm. be selfish, so you can produce at the highest level. Yeah, 
If I'm not selfish, we can't pay the team. We can't bring on more people and employ people. All these things, yeah. Why is it such a bad? Why is it such yeah. a bad? Why is it such a bad word? Right. Why do people look at winning requires you to be selfish in all forms of life? If your goal is to say, I'm going to be the best parent, I'm going to raise these kids, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this the way it is. You know, if you want to talk about Tiger Woods as parent, if those parents weren't selfish with Tiger's time, what would have the world missed out on? Mm-hmm. People that didn't even know golf. Right. Watch golf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's selfish for you not to be at your best. It's selfish for you not to share your information. It's selfish for you mm-hmm. not to be the most talented individual that you could possibly be. It's selfish for you not to share that talent with other individuals. That's true. Side note: Did you ever uh, score a point against Kobe? Yes, you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> really? I did. What was that? How many times? few times is this when you're scoring you're just shooting threes and they're not blocking it no. is that essentially or did you drive and you All make right. a move and you're so <laughs> pivoting and shopping so kobe was coming off an, uh, a, an ankle injury i listen i take my i take my time i listen <laughs> one guy I can't take, walk I, another one can't move yeah hey i take my chance yeah, i take my, I, I take it when i listen i've scored in every nba arena that's cool you mean you've you've made I've it made out of yeah. <laughs> When nobody's around, I take yeah, the yeah. ball. I've scored yeah. in every cool. in every NBA in every NBA. Arena. I've never scored in an NBA game. Right. But I've scored in every NBA arena. I've scored in every every NBA arena. So you know, I Kobe. I was like, hey man, you know, just kind of just you know, I can see him limping around, and we're out there shooting on the bat, shooting on the court a little bit, and he's playing this fake defense, and I kind of just go around him. I'm like, yes. Wow. But I got no video to. Oh no! Because listen, no one's filming that. Yeah, no one's filming that. And back then, you know, first with Michael, there was no social media, and then with Kobe was extremely, extremely private. Private, yeah. Don't in his yeah yeah, in his early part of his career. Then towards the end, he became he was a little bit more open Mm -hmm. to sharing his family and you know and different things. But other than he was extremely, extremely private. How many times when you interviewed did he tell you turn the camera off? Well, he didn't actually, which was. Fascinating. I felt like because um, I asked him beforehand. His whole team. I I don't know. I feel like what I created with Kobe was a magical moment of this you know hour experience with him. And because beforehand, his whole team was prepping me. We booked it the night before. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do the interview like a month out, and I was like, if we don't do this tomorrow morning, this isn't happening. Right. Because I already know he's going to be busy. Yes. So they reached out. And I was like, we need to book this in the morning, first thing, or whenever tomorrow. I'll do it anytime tomorrow. But if we do it a week out, it's not going to work. Yeah. He's going to, you know, it's going to fall through. So I had my moment, like the chance, just like you and his ankle was yeah. broken, right? And the team was there. This is crazy. I got there, I think, around 6.30. The interview was at 8. And I'm the first one there. I turn on the light. The assistant opens the door. Let's me in. We turn on the lights. We go find a place where I'm going to go film. We go walk through. I don't know if you ever went to his office. We the walk, Kobe Inc.? Yeah. Yeah, we walk mm-hmm. through. And there's, a, there's a big opening first. Yes. And then there's like these glass windows that go into another room. Mm-hmm. And I walked down there to look at the other room. Didn't like the setup anywhere. So I walked back. It's 6.30 a.m. Walked back. On the last uh, office on the left in the glass windows, I see a... 
the lights are off and I see a shadow in the back. And for a second, I'm like, oh, that's Kobe back there. Yeah. It's 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we walk past it. And I talk to the assistant. I go, is that Kobe? And he goes, she goes, yeah, he's been here for over an hour. Yeah. He was up at four training with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's the first one here. Yeah. And I go, this guy just won an Oscar. He's like, no reason to be here at 6.30. Right. And he's not even on his phone or on his computer. He was just like dreaming or visualizing or something was happening. Like he was just looking up at the ceiling like this. And I was like, this guy's a freak, you know, as a machine. And we set up and we set up close to there, but he couldn't see where we were setting up. Mm -hmm. But he must have known that people were there. And uh, so I'm there for an hour and a half thinking, is he going to come out? Is something going to happen? People are starting to come in now. It's getting closer to eight. The lights turn on in his office, probably 7.50. Uh, and someone goes in and has a conversation, but I don't see him until three minutes before eight. Now, his team is prepping me. Everyone's there now. Yeah. And they gave me a list of all these things I cannot ask him. And I was like, cool, no problem. And I know I had three minutes until we start because he had a hard out until, uh, I think it was Little Wayne. He was like there as well, setting up another production mm-hmm. to do an interview. It was like back to back all day. I asked him these few questions before the interview just to build a connection with him and tell him, you know, I played handball and the Olympics and this right. and this. For whatever reason, I said the same thing I said to you before this interview. Is there anything off limits? And he said no. He said, I go, I've, I've got this whole sheet that your team told me not to ask. Like, I understand I shouldn't go here, here, and here. Is there anything else off limits? He goes, ask me anything you want. Yep. And take as long as you want. Yep. I was like, wow. So he gave me permission. Now, I didn't disrespect him and ask these things. But yeah. he was... He was, uh, he was in the zone and so focused in that moment, which I was like, this is, this is cool, you know, to have him, someone at that level, to show he cares that much for someone he'd never met. Now, later I found out, Candace Parker I had on the show um, mm-hmm. recently, and I said, hey, how did you hear about the show? Just curious. Like, how did you hear it? She was a fan of the show. And she said, Kobe told me about it. I go, what? And she goes, yeah, I would always bug Kobe and say, what are you reading? What are you listening to to help like improve my mind? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, he mentioned your show that I, I should listen to it and watch it. And I was like, what? So we, you know, we were supposed to have another interview that happened. I was telling you this before we got on here. And then the time we were going to schedule it was when I had a big conference. So I was sure. like, well, hopefully in the next few months. That conference was in September. And then in January, I guess, yeah. uh, is when he passed, unfortunately. So I was always thinking I'd have many more times to interview him and sit down, but that time never happened. And I know that you spoke to him, I think, a week before you talk about it in your book. What, yeah. was, what was that conversation and that time like? So we would go back and forth. You know, we'd text each other from time to time to say, hey, you good? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. You good? And, you know, no long conversations. What are you doing? He's always chasing the next win. That, yeah, that yeah. was That was his thing. The, the, yes, the movie, that, that, the TV. That, yeah. that, 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 was, that was his thing. And I said, he was busy. I was busy. We tried to get together. And just like, hey, All-Star Game mm-hmm. is in Chicago. So he was going to be, I, I live in Chicago. He was going to be, he was going to, he was going to come down there for the event and some business and some business stuff. And never happened. Yeah. It, it never happened. And it was crazy. I know there's a lot of people out there and that are in this space that tell you you have time. Mm. I always used to tell Kobe, I said, we don't have time. Every time, every time we would work out, every time we would prepare, every time we would do something, I would just be like, "This, this is urgency. This, everything's urgency. 
we don't we don't have we don't have time man i wish i was wrong mm. boy i wish i was wrong because it, it literally it, it three days later that's when it really affected me. I was sleeping. I was in the middle of the night because you just would just think it's just this is not real. Mm-hmm. It's not real. And if you got a chance to meet him, you know you got a chance to spend yeah. time. You got a chance to spend time with him. And you know what? I'll tell you when they gave you that list. You know, <laughs> it was a test with no right answers. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a test with no with no with no, with no right answers. And you got the you got you you took it to a a level that very few people got a chance to, very few people got a chance to see. But he, he had this very innate trust with people right away that he just he just knew. Yeah, like for, I, I felt like he trust. He was like right away. It was like he was my best friend. Is yeah, what it felt like. There's there's something there's it something at the but. But if you lose that trust for a moment, he's like never speak to you again. <laughs> oh my! Oh my goodness! I, I oh my goodness! You know, just like hey. Just like it takes yeah. a second to turn a champion, it takes one moment to turn mm-hmm. a win into a loss, a champion into a loser. It's to say he mm-hmm. was the same way. He trusted you until you gave him a reason not to trust you. Did you ever you. lose his trust? Never. Oh, that's good. Never. Did he, ever, did he ever doubt you at some point besides questioning why are we doing this? Did he ever ne- say, oh, ne- I didn't like the way you tr- treated me here or said this? And- never. Never. Not, not one moment. You know, I've had... There's stories out there, and people always ask me about this. So I said, "Well, there's a reason they're not out there." Right. All right. You know, I was blessed and privileged to see parts of their lives and spend time mm-hmm. with them that nobody, nobody's, yeah. nobody's seen behind the scenes. Yes, yeah. I mean even even behind those scenes, right. and, and, <laughs> just and, you and him. Yes, and just, yeah. you get a chance to experience things that mm-hmm. very few people would ever get a chance to experience. And when somebody's that open with you, you know. And they're allowing you into a space that very, very few See, do. Yeah, maybe and, his wife only. Yeah, and they have enough trust in you to call you up at three o'clock in the morning or whatever it is to say, "Hey, you know, meet me so and so. I just need need to sit down and mm. have have a have a conversation." And the one thing I always tell all my clients: everything, business, schools. Professionals, I don't judge. Mm-hmm. I don't judge. I need to know my job is to help you create wins over and over and over again. All right, that's my. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to judge. All right, and when you get across that point, I've written. This is a second. This is the second book I've written, and when I wrote the first one, there was no fear or doubt from any of them that I was going to be, there was going to be like a tell-all book. Right, right, no. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain parts of each individual, yourself, myself, that we share with very few people. And there's mm-hmm. a reason we share that with very few people. Yeah. And once that trust is broken, it's extreme. I don't think so. It, can be, it can't be mended. It might take years yeah. until you can build it again. It, it just, it just, it, you just, you just can't. How, how did that come about, dude? Did Michael give you permission to work with Kobe? Did yes. Kobe court you for years and say, no. "When you're done with Michael, I want to, I want to have you train so me." So I've never, you know, obviously <clears throat> Kobe and I had, we had, we knew of each other because we kind of passed back yeah. and forth and, and we'd see each he other. Knew you were they, training Michael. Yes, 
you know, and I would always, you know, every time I would approach, I'd say, listen, you know, through the years, I, Kobe, always, he had an individual he steady, steady was working with, and I just told him, I said, listen, if your trainer ever needs anything or just have needs any information, right. I said, please have him reach out to me or, or right. vice versa. So in 2007, Kobe reached out to Michael and said, listen, my knees are in like, they are so bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can play anymore. <clears throat> Wow. I don't I don't I don't know if I can play I don't know if I can play anymore. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there to in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off and he said listen he goes you have any suggestions you have anything he goes listen this is not my field he goes you know i'm not using grover anymore you know give, give him a shot and so kobe goes well how long were you not working with michael since that point, it was it, it was it, it was a while. I mean, Michael was done in the Michael was done in the early late nineties, so mm-hmm. it was gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I was still working with other uh, uh, other athletes, but not no. I was still working with Dwayne. I was mm-hmm. I had started working with Dwayne during that during that time. <clears throat> so then he said, "Hey, reach out, reach out to him," and he goes, "Well, he goes, he goes, well, I really he goes, tell me about Grover, <laughs> and best endorsement I ever got." So he goes, man, that guy really knows his stuff, but he's the biggest asshole you'll ever meet. <laughs> Best compliment. And he was like, perfect, I need that. Uh, yeah, he goes, he goes that's, that's perfect. And he says, well, what do you mean by that? He goes, he's not going to take your bullshit. He's not going to treat you like you're this superstar. He's going to hold you accountable. When, he, when you don't do something right, he's going to call you out on it. You know, And he goes... If you can't handle that, he goes. Oh no, this is perfect for me. Yeah, he this, needed that. Yeah, he goes. This, this is this is actually per- perfect for me because he had like you know just like with the tennis player Djokovic. There's a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. All right, and what I described earlier, how do you get back to that win? Sometimes you have to delete mm. a lot of the stuff that's going around because now not. It's not a cohesive team. Well, everybody, everybody's looking, everybody's saying, this is the way it should be done. This is how it do it. This is a, and, and pieces start to fall in place. So I came in, I just said, listen, w- what's our goal? 
you know, everybody talks about these di di different, you know, they want to put their thoughts and they want to put everything on there. I said, and they, everyone makes this list. And I just put win at the top. <laughs> yeah. I said, that's, that's what What's we're here. Win. That's all we're here for. Otherwise, that, yeah. That, that's, what, that's what we're here for. And Whatever said, it takes. I said, if he wins, we all win. Yeah. I said, if he loses, guess what? We all lose and we will not be here. Mm-hmm. We will not be here. Wow. So let's, everybody, let's figure this thing out together. Let's put the pieces in place. Let, you should be talking. Because the, the team wasn't talking to each other. Mm. So I came in and I got everybody starting to talk to each other. His, then, his personal team. Yeah, it's just like. Not, the, not the Lakers. Right. His personal it's, team. Yeah. So they're, not, they're, not talk, they're not talking to each other. Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody's not, you know, I don't know what this person's doing. You don't know what this person's doing. I, I said, we need to get everybody on the same. We, after every treatment, every workout, everything that goes on, you should know what this person does. Everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody should know. And this was before, you know, we weren't, I wasn't going to require everybody to do a Google, you know, spreadsheet or a Google Doc, all that. I was like, listen, we need to every single day get together mm -hmm. on a phone, get a thing and say, hey, this is what I did, this is what I did, right. this is what I did, so, so we know. And then when I started to, work, started to work with him, you know, I looked at what was going on with his, with his knees and I had some ideas, I had some thoughts. I said, okay, this is what you've been planning. These are the surgeries that you've had. I said, this is probably going to take, I said, probably take about eight weeks to alleviate this pain. And I, really? put a, I put a real specific program for him to say, this is what we're going to do. I kind of describe it in the book a little bit. And I said, this is what we're going to do. And he started to feel better and started to feel the knees started to come around and he was able to play play in play in the Olympics in two thousand and eight during mm -hmm. that time, and just took off some, kind of gave a Ferrari or Lamborghini the necessary tune up it really needed, and the genuine parts that were necessary sure. to get him playing again at the highest level. And oh, he believed in me. But the one thing he always said was just like when a reporter asked him later, he goes, hey, I heard you're working out with, uh, with Michael Jordan's uh, uh, guy, Tim Grover. He goes, what do you think about him? He goes, he ain't done it for me yet. He goes, I don't know. He goes, he goes you want to go ask Michael what he did for him. For he hasn't done anything for me, which was the perfect answer. Mm -hmm. Which was the perfect answer. Because too many people, when we talked about the three things about winning the people that compete, the people that win once, and the people that win over and, and, and over again, you're only good as your last win. True. All right. You're only as good as your you're only as good as your last win. That's it. So it wasn't it was important to me to say, hey, listen, yeah, what I did for Michael doesn't matter. Judge me by what I'm gonna what mm. I what I what I do what I do for you. All right. Mm. And you and I are kind of similar in this in this situation here. So, when you got your first big interview, whoever mm -hmm. that may be, I was like, "Well, oh, you can't do it again." Now you got your next yeah, big interview. Yeah. Oh, you can't do it again. Now you got your next. Mm -hmm. Now you got your now you got your next one. So people always, "Oh, you did it with Michael. Go do it with somebody else." Mm -hmm. All right. I'll go do it with Kobe. Oh, you did it with Kobe. Well, go do it with somebody else. All right, I go do it with Dwayne. Go do it with somebody. So it's just kind of like, yeah. all right, just to show you that this is this is not this is not a fluke, and it's not again not to prove them, right? It's to prove yourself that mm. yes, you know you can, that you just didn't fall into this. That all the years that you were in this unforgiving race to win, 
all the stairs that you climbed, all the stairs that you missed, all the people that doubted you. You finally got to say, hey, the way Kobe describes winning, winning is everything. Mm. Yeah. Winning is everything. That's true. And what about Dwayne? What was the three big lessons from him? How long were you training Dwayne for? Oh, Dwayne. So the interesting story was there was some crossover between Kobe, Kobe and Dwayne where I would literally have to get, I was literally flying from Orange County to Miami. To, to Miami. Oh, man. Because I was, during the playoffs, I was taking care of both. So it was. Oh, my gosh. That's intense. Yeah, that, that was. Well, I had more, I had more frequent five miles during that <laughs> during that time, and all the flight attendants knew knew who who, who I was. Dwayne was Dwayne was a huge, very quiet, mm-hmm. huge family person. Like his kids were like so so important to him. Like they were like very 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 important. The time I went, when I was dealing with him, he was going through an extremely bad divorce, and there was a custody battle that that was going mm-hmm. on. So to be able to, with Kobe, I mean, with Dwayne, one of the things that, that I really learned from him was resiliency. Wow. Oh, like you, like with resili- like how resilient he was with everything that was going on. Because he, he had to be the leader of the team. Yes. And try to win, but also deal with a divorce, custody, kids, yes. the emotions of it all, and then... Focus when it mattered. Yes. That's so hard to do. That is so that is so hard to do. But you know what? The greatest individuals they don't bring their personal stuff. So hard to do. It's That's, it's not easy. It's, so it's hard not to it's, do. Not, it's not easy. But yeah. they, they they just they just don't because you know why? The game gives them that the that 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 square. Yeah. It's, it's an outlet, and it's like hey, you can't touch you can't touch mm-hmm. me. You can't touch me in that space. At least for those couple hours. Right. But then you got to deal with everything else afterwards. Yes, and as and that's whatever you have to deal with. It's still gonna it's still gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Most people don't win because they let other distractions take them away from what's really, really, what's really, really important during yeah. that time. Those distractions are still gonna be there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We talk. You know all these. You've talked to all these individuals. I've dealt with numerous of them. They're people. They have the same issues that you and I have. Mm-hmm. All right. They have relationship problems. All right. They usually have more issues because they have the media, the attention, the we just drama, the gossip that they have to de- that they have to that they have to deal. So with. is it a compartmentalization of of distractions? Is it something else? Like how do how do the the best do it? Those distractions actually elevate their play. Really? Yeah. They actually every single time. So every single every single athlete I've ever worked with, every little CEO, CEO person, their distractions make them even more focused during the pressure, that time. It's like the flu game with Jordan. Yes, it's like yes, you become it's, locked in you no become, matter what is happening. You looked at you look at the numbers with those individuals when there's a distraction when that when they're going through something personal or something, their numbers actually go up. Their productivity actually go their productivity actually goes up. And the people, huh. the other ones, their stuff actually goes because now they have to. They, their level of focus mm-hmm. is even at a higher level. It's they zone even, in more. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So resiliency is one for Dwayne. What's the other two? Would you say two lessons? Fun. Seems like a fun dude. Really, a happy guy. Yes. Like, 
a really, 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 really fun dude. Yeah. All right. And the other thing was he had the shortest memory. Wow. Like if he missed a shot, it's like, okay. Yeah. Don't hold on. Don't hold on. Don't hold on. It's just like how many contacts do people have in their phone that from individuals you, you haven't heard you're not you haven't heard from in 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. You just won't delete the contact. Right. How much stuff do you have? How <laughs> I've much, got thousands of yes. contacts. That I don't how, many stu- how many people, how much stuff do you ha- individuals have in their closet that oh, yeah. is never coming back in style? You're never going to fit yeah. in it again. You You're never going to it. They just hold on they to it. They get rid of that stuff. And people do the same thing. They have one bad game or uh-huh. they have one, they have one bad report about them or something says somebody says it changes their whole mood it changes their whole ideas it changes their whole complexity of themselves Dwayne was just like shortest memory yeah that's crazy and fun has a lot to do with that and winning is fun right Mm -hmm. winning is fun the road to get to that fun to win is not it's challenging it's challenging if you can make it fun that's that's a bonus yeah but you know what there's pain though. How do you make how do you make it fun? You gotta be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Exactly. You laugh at yourself. You know, like, okay, I'm not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, you just like, yeah, you're you're right. I'm not supposed to be here. Sure. I'm not supposed to be sitting in LA talking to Lewis Howe. I'm not. All right. This is we met at The Grants event? For, the for, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how many how many years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I don't know how many, four or five, whatever that, yeah. whatever that was. Well, just, would, when you were lying down, I think it was on your sister's couch, mm-hmm. would you ever think about? I mean, I'd think about it, yeah. but I didn't know if it would happen, when it would happen, how it's going to happen, right. all these things. When you had that injury, that yeah. was like, you know, devastating. It was like, yeah. it's devastating. Is it, is it done? Mm-hmm. All right. And people say, that person's in a dark place. But you know what? That's where a lot of the healing happens is mm. when you're in that, in that place by yourself, when you really get to understand who you are and what it, what it takes, when you had those moments by yourself on that sofa and you're sitting around and you just said, yeah, I could sit here all day, all night if I wanted to. But those voices started to talk to you and say, hey, this is more out there. That's when your brain really started to work. That's when the chemistry really started to come in. That's when the dopamine hit started to come in because mm-hmm. you're like, this is no longer available to me, but there's yeah. so much more out there for yeah, me. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I've got a couple final questions for you. This has been inspiring, but I want people to get the book, Winning, The Unforgiving Race to Greatness. Um, a lot of great praise around this from some of the top athletes, coaches in the world. It's going to inspire you with a lot more lessons and stories. If you enjoyed this conversation, you're going to get a lot more in here as well about how to win and the unforgiving race to greatness. Love the title. Um, I'm not going to ask you who's the best basketball player, but who was the best athlete? Who was like, man, they were just freak athlete and anything they wanted to do, they could do it. That you trained, anyone you trained. It doesn't that have to be. I trained. It doesn't have to be MJ or Kobe, but of all the people you trained, who was like this person is the greatest athlete, athletically gifted, talented, not the best basketball player. Right, right. Let's see. Because I know you probably don't like answering that question. Yeah, so I don't ask that. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> it, it, it's it's. T- let me try to think. I'm gonna think about this one for a little. Like while. their reaction time. They're 
their speed, their quickness. They could take on any sport, anything. I know they're all great athletes in lots of sports, but who is like, man, this person just is the doesn't love to win at everything, but they do win at everything because they're so good at as an athlete. Well, so here's the thing: the athlete that I'm thinking about comes to comes to my uh, mind from an athletic standpoint. He was literally off the charts, yeah. but he didn't win because he was so athletic. Really? Yes. What do you mean? He didn't win because he was so athletic? Because he relied on his athletic ability. Gosh, here, you know what's funny? Much. You know what's funny about this? There was a guy when I was, I was in eighth grade. He was a, going into freshman year, he was a senior. He was the freakest athlete that I'd ever seen at that time. Now I'm like a 13-year-old, you know, skinny white dude who could barely <laughs> jump and all these things. And he had a 40-something inch vert. He was like just chiseled, jacked, could shoot three so smooth. Unbelievable. I've just never seen a gifted athlete like this. 360 dunking, easy, whatever he wanted to do, he mm-hmm. could do it. But he wasn't a winner. Like he would buckle under pressure or he didn't believe in himself. Yeah. And I was like, man, it doesn't matter how much of a great athlete you are mm-hmm. if you don't have the ability to believe in yourself overcome adversity, challenges, and obstacles. And the flip side of that, if you're not the best athlete, but you have the the mentality of a winner and you're willing to go harder and overcome adversity and self-doubt, you can win. Yes. Give me somebody with a little less talent and that uh, everything that you, and yeah. more of whatever You'll you mentioned, that. I would take that every single time. They, all my greatest, the you know, my top individuals, they weren't the greatest athletes out there. But they had, they were great. They were great athletes. They were great people. They were great competitors. Mm-hmm. All right. They were great givers. They were great, extremely coachable. They were great at winning. And they knew how to elevate everybody mm-hmm. else around them, That's which key. is so important. Now they didn't. They all did it in different ways. Right. It's easy to elevate yourself. It's easy to get the most out of yourself. All right. It's so difficult to, to get, get the most of everyone else. To get the most out of every every everyone else. So this guy who was you were I, training, I can't give his you name. Don't have to say his name. Okay. But the guy you were training, he was a better athlete than everyone else. It was but un- he, unbelievable. But what was he not able to do? He didn't have. He wasn't coachable. Or he wasn't able to get the best out of everyone he around him. He was more concerned about the brand, the way he looked, or his yes. Yeah. You know, that is then actual, winning. yes, then winning. And winning, listen, winning is all consuming. It needs to be like, hey, I'm the only thing that matters right now. Mm-hmm. I'm the, otherwise, it's going to turn its attention to somebody else. Right. And I'm the only thing, and the team's the only thing that matters if it's a team sport. Yeah. Otherwise, well, you have you to, could score 100 points, but you might lose. Right. And that's around elevating the, mm-hmm. elevating the team. What I've done with each one of my athletes and I continue to do this, you know, you have your team goals, but I said, I want, what are your individual goals that are gonna help obtain mm-hmm. the team goals, and what are the individual goals that might be up here that are gonna be best for you, but not best for the team? Mm. Yeah. You scoring 60 a game is not gonna be best for the team. Right. But you scoring right. 35 on average and 40 to 50 a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I just said, now, where are we on this? Mm-hmm. Where 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 are we? Where we are? Where we are on this? Because if you're over here on this, 
then we're not getting over it. We're not getting over here. And I said, if we're more over here where we can get, we'll get, we'll get. Because yeah. if you give, if you give just enough, you'll get so much more from these oh, under, right. from That's these, indip- from these, these individuals here. That's what we learned from uh, Michael in the last dance and talking about that as well. Yeah. Um, okay. A couple final questions. This is a question I ask everyone at the end called the three truths. So okay. I'd like you to imagine a hypothetical scenario. All it's right. your last day on earth many years away from now. You get to live as old as you want to live, but for whatever reason, you've got to uh, take everything you've ever created, this book, this interview, it's all going to go with you to the next place. So no one has access to your words, content, or anything you've ever said. Hypothetical. But you get to leave behind three lessons, three things you know to be true from all of your experiences in life. And this is all we would have to remember you by these three principles, lessons, what I like to call truths. What would you say are those three truths for you? Hmm. Control your thoughts. Control your emotions. You'll control the outcome. It all comes down to, to being able to manage the, the bombs in your mind like you talked about and not reacting emotionally Everything. from these scenarios. You, you're not your thoughts. Because yeah. I've had some thoughts. If I acted on them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Emotions, listen, we all have them. Mm-hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Well, you don't have to react to every single emotion out there. And is it... I'm not telling you not to be emotional, but is it an emotion that is created by yourself or is it an emotion that somebody else created mm-hmm. inside, in, inside of mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Right. And then, you know, be happy, live your life, go out there and do things. Like, you put out all this information. Knowledge is power. But only if you use it, right? You know, you, you should, from individuals that you hear from, don't be, don't be so excited for the next episode if you haven't absorbed mm-hmm. and learned from the episode before. Absolutely, yeah. 
everybody's always about what's next, what's next, what's next. Well, <clears throat> what's now? Yeah. What's now? What, That's what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. What, what's what's now? I'm excited about this book, Winning: The Unforgiving Race to Greatness. Uh, Tim, before I ask the final question, I want to acknowledge you for the way you've been showing up for the greatest athletes in the world for the last two, three decades, and how you've continued to improve and evolve yourself. Thank you. How you continue to take the information and distill it in ways that we can receive it and understand for our life so we can improve the quality of our life. And I acknowledge you for constantly overcoming the challenges that you might be facing in your life. We didn't get to talk about a lot of that stuff you personally going through. But for you to create, even when you might be struggling or going through your own stuff, is really inspiring because you're here to serve other people. So We all are. Course. We all are. Course. And the more people you serve, the better you feel about yourself. The more people, when I said winning is everything, the feeling that it gives. When you see yourself win, when you see your family win, when you see your kids win, when you see others win. It's amazing. It's it's undescribable. It's yeah. undescribable. And I know, Lewis, and you and I are very similar in this. When people come up to you, says, man, your words or your show or whatever, your book, it changed my life. That's a special feeling. Absolutely. That's a special feeling. And I always tell individuals, you know what? You changed your life. Mm. We, mm. You took action. Yeah. You took the time. You listened. We were a small part of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for acknowledging it. For sure. But just to, to have to be that powerful, yeah. to have somebody come up to you and just say that and when you win, you change other people's lives. You Absolutely. change your life. You change other people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they can get the book. They can follow you on social media. Tim Grover everywhere on social media. Anywhere else we can go to support you besides getting the book online, uh, your website. My website is Tim, uh, timgrover.com. My right. Instagram is at Tim Grover. Perfect. Awesome. All right. So make sure to connect with Tim over there and, and say hi to him. Let him know the part of this episode you enjoyed the most. Um, lots of more information inside the book. So make sure to get a few copies for your friends as well. Uh, final question for you. What's your definition of greatness? No regrets. Mm. No regrets. I did everything. There you go. I, did, I may have not done it the best, but I did you everything. Did everything. <laughs> I love it. Tim, thank you, man. Appreciate thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, share it with a few friends right now. Text a few people. The link is lewishouse.com slash 1112. Or you can copy and paste the link wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere and share it with a few friends. Text them. Post it in some groups. Tag me on social media when you're on Instagram and let me know that you're listening as well. And if you haven't listened to part one yet, make sure to check out lewishouse.com slash 1112. One to check out part one, what will inspire you as well. And please subscribe and leave a rating and review of the part you enjoyed the most in this interview. What was the part that inspired you? Please let us know in the review section on Apple Podcasts. And we like to share those in our newsletter as well to our entire audience every week. We pick a few people with reviews and share that to our audience. So please let us know. We'd love to know what you enjoyed the most. If you want to be inspired every week through text messages sent to your phone to motivate you, keep you accountable on your goals and your dreams, then text the word podcast to 614-350-3960 and you'll get inspired every week messages sent to your phone 
from me. And I want to leave you with a quote from Robert W. Service, who said, no man can be a failure if he thinks he's a success. If he thinks he is a winner, then he is. Again, I loved this series with Tim Grover. Make sure you check out the book. Know that you can create greatness inside of you. You can bring it out into the world, but you must be willing to be obsessed with your craft if you want to achieve at the highest levels. If you want to truly accomplish those big goals, you must be willing to dedicate that time. You must be willing to follow the practices and the philosophies that Tim talks about here from what he learned from Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and all these great athletes. So I hope you enjoyed this. And again, if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.